Toy Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. With over 200 episodes in 17 countries, over five seasons, with three million monthly listeners, we are Radio Strong. Now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, everybody, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and this is Military Mom Talk Radio, and we are so excited today because we're going to talk about sleep, sleep, something I never get enough of. How about you, Rob? <laughs> never, never, never. I, what mother does get any sleep? It, it, that's just the nature of our our job, our role, our task. <laughs> well, you know, when my kids go to a friend's house, and I really like the mom, I will actually sleep really good because I know she's on watch. True. Isn't it true? Or when um, I knew my husband would have the kids or, you know, when I would sleep, I, I worked a different uh, schedule. I'd get the kids off to school at the time I was taking care of my mom. I'd get her situated and then I would take a nap. And no matter how much I was up in the middle of the night, somehow that power nap that I would get from say 9.30 to about 10.30 was just my power nap. And then I could go and go and go and go like the Ever Ready Bunny. Well, do you have a lot of energy anyway? Because you seem to have a lot of energy. I, you know, I do. The older I get, though, my energy comes in spurts. <laughs> I, I have to say in my 30s and 40s, maybe even my 50s, um, I, I had this endless energy because of demand. And I think you just run on adrenaline. But somehow the 60s came around and I've got to say that that's harder to get used to because I do have to be more mindful of more quality sleep. Okay. Because I tend to I tend to sleep like the dead or I toss and turn. There's no in-between. I'm either completely exhausted or I'm up all night. And I think part of the problem, Rob, is, you know, I've got a, a preteen, a teen, and an 88-year-old or an 86-year-old living in my house. And mm-hmm. my dad... He's up and down like all night. Like he'll sleep, mm-hmm. he'll eat lunch or dinner at 4.30. He'll fall asleep at 8.30. He's up at midnight. Mm-hmm. Then he's up from like midnight to three. Then he's back down at two. And then I have my little night owl who stays up till 11.30, even though he's he's a pre- he just doesn't need much sleep and he's up yeah. at six. And then my other one is like a zombie. He goes to sleep like 9.30 and I'm rousing him out of a dead sleep at 10. So sleep is just a disaster in our house. I think it is hard and and getting used to each other because when you marry somebody or you're living with somebody, you get used to their patterns. Steve has a hard time sleeping. He has PTSD. He has a lot of nightmares. I got used to that. I can roll over. I can wake him up or I can adjust him and then I can get right back to sleep. But when you've got someone like the teens in your household, their sleep patterns are changing. You're going to find that all of a sudden, Zachy's going to be uh, crashing and I'll bet... Um, Max is going to have some uh, some changes, and he's going to have different agendas. He's going to have to get up for work when or college, or he's going to have different schedules, and um, he'll do it. It's amazing, but your sleep does change. 
Yeah. I mean, I think the hardest thing for me is both kids were always on opposite schedules. You know, Zachy's my night owl. He needs about six hours, maybe seven hours of sleep and he's raring to go. Mm. And Max is like my giant zombie. I mean, granted, he did grow from 5'8 to 6'5 in a year and a half. Yeah, you got to think of that. Just that organic need for that uh, regeneration of, of whatever is going on in there. Yeah. He's a grown boy. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, you know, the one thing I noticed too, is as I, you know, when I was in my thirties, I could do anything in my forties, things started to change. Um, you know, like sensitivity to light, to noise, to interruption, to the sheets didn't feel well. Did that happen to you as well as you got older? It does. Um, and there again, I think because my demand to be alert is less I find that I don't have to, um, I can go to bed and be asleep. I think as, when you have a family at home, you kind of are always on guard. You know the kids may be up. You know your dad may be up. You know, so you're never really in a dead sleep because you know you've got to be alert just in case. Right, that's true. I never really, mm-hmm. really get deep sleep unless mm-hmm. they're gone. Unless they're gone, right, right. Yeah, because we're preparing right now to get my dad back to, he's going to go to Denver for two weeks to see my sister and then back to Buffalo Mm. um, for the summer. So, you know, that's like another upheaval because we had our routine and now, you know, he's going to be gone for three months. So we'll just about adjust to our new routine when he comes back. (laughs) Isn't it true? And then, but the kids will be out of school for the summer too. And that's a whole shift in, in and of itself. So. Well, and I think, you know, it's a challenge this year, Rob, because our school district changed. We used to be on what I would call the New York State school system. We would start, Mm -hmm. you know, after September, like after um, Labor Day. Mm. And so this year we started the second week in August and we're out in May. So the kids are going to be out like in two weeks. And I don't know what to do because I know this sounds ridiculous because you think it would be okay, but I'm used to expecting them out on June 21st. And so I kind of have things organized for, I don't know, the last 12 years. And now they're going to be out, you know, by Memorial Day. And that talk about a shift in, yeah, your work, your, their work. I, Max is old enough to work. Is, does he have a job lined up for the summer? That means he's got to coordinate. Um, well, his is, thankfully, his is all in the neighborhood. He can ride oh, his good. bike or walk. Oh, that's good. But nonetheless, he still has to get up by a certain time. He's going to be out of the house. Bathroom time, shower time, eat time, you know, all of that. Um, and then Zachy certainly has a lot of extracurricular things that he's involved with, which is just adding to all the things you've got to do to get him where he's got to go. Yeah. I mean, you've got to get a good night's sleep. But I don't, I, I generally don't, um, I don't sleep that well. I mean, I haven't slept that well, I think since they were born. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, there is uh, something down the line. It's called them moving out for a while. Sometimes they come back for a while, but they will move out and you will get a good night's sleep. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's funny, you know, but it's weird a little bit, Rob, because I get, um, like if my dad's sick or he's coughing, like I have to get up and check on him, you know, Mm -hmm. as your parents age, um, it's almost like having an infant in some ways again. 
Absolutely. And I'll certainly attest to that. The amount of time I took care of my mom, um, I had a monitor here in, in, uh, in my room and then um, I would be able to listen to her, um, you know, be able to hear her cough, hear her rolling over, hear her uh, nightmare or whatever. Yeah, it right. is. She needed something. Yep. Yep. And it's true. I mean, that it, it is, it was like a baby monitor, but I sometimes had to just turn it down. And then what we ended up doing is getting a bell so she could ring for me instead of me listening to her coughing and hacking and talking in her sleep or, or even just turning her television on. She'd want to watch TV at two o'clock in the morning because she'd be up. So right. uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My dad is a big TV watcher from like midnight to like three yeah. thirty in the morning. And yep. every night he comes down the stairs, the dogs bark. So I know like, Oh, okay. But you, know, you kind of get used to it. I kind of wake up a little bit, go, Oh, it's probably 1230. Yeah. So, you know, uh, it's time for my dad to get up and go downstairs. And that's why the dogs are barking. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you are comfortable, I think you can get right back to sleep a little bit easier. I think comfort's the magic word. Oh, it is. It is. And you know, Rob, I want to thank today our sponsor, uh, Sleep Number, because this is our fourth year partnering with Sleep Number. Mm. And that's a big deal because that really shows a commitment to the military. It shows a commitment to the support in what we're doing for the military family. And I, I really like, um, you know, a lot of times people will sponsor stuff for military stuff. They come and go, you know, they're mm-hmm. fly by night. Right. But Sleep Number has been consistent in their service to, you know, helping military members uh, get some good sleep. And if you've you've considered a Sleep Number bed but thought you couldn't afford one, um, you know, what we're talking about today was can you really afford another restless night's sleep? It's true. I, I mean, there has never been uh, a better time. You mentioned Sleep Number uh is as being our sponsor right now um there is there's no better time to save on a proven quality sleep now during the memorial day sale a queen 360 smart bed starts at only 999 dollars you know rob you mentioned sleeping with steven and Mm -hmm. um you know a lot of couples disagree on the firmness of a mattress and i know you know i like I like my bed a certain way. And if it's not that certain way, you know, (laughs) I'm not going to go to sleep. And sleep number beds let you choose your ideal firmness on each side. So it's right for both of you. That's what I love about sleep number. We went, when we first went into the store, we laid on the model that they had and they gave us this cool test that gave us an indication of where our peak comfort was. And that is amazing. His was so different than mine. And here we'd been sleeping on a conventional bed for 40 years um, and not realizing that each of us could have had a much more comfortable night by having our own custom uh, number on our own side. Wow. You know, the Sleep Number 360 smart beds are so smart and they sense your every move and automatically adjust to you, keeping you sleeping, you know, comfortably throughout the night, which to me is like, like just super cool. Oh, absolutely. You know, Sleep Number has been ranked highest in customer satisfaction with mattresses by J.D. Power. For 2018 award information, our listeners can go to jdpower.com and read all about it because, boy, I'll attest, they really are 
the highest in customer satisfaction in our house, that's for sure. Well, and, you know, and you look at, at you know, them supporting four years now with Military Mom yeah. Talk Radio. Um, I think that that just shows so much. So um, guys, come in during the Memorial Day sale and save $1,000 on a new Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed for temperature balancing comfort at an exceptional value. And you'll only find Sleep Number at any one of the 575 Sleep Number stores nationwide. To find the one nearest you, go to sleepnumber.com slash militarymom. That's sleepnumber.com slash militarymom. Come in during the Memorial Day sale and save $1,000 on that new Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Uh, sleepnumber.com slash Military Mom. And again, we at Military Mom Talk Radio, Robin and I and, and everybody else who works on our crew over here, thanks Sleep Number for our fourth year of partnering with them. They really support the military family. Absolutely. So Rob, what do you think um, is one of the biggest challenges that you had with both taking care of your mom and taking care of your kids at the same time? It was a challenge in that I had to remember um, that I was caring for both, but I had to give space and respect to each at a certain time, I had to remember not to treat my mom as a child. I had to remember to um, listen to my children who were growing and had different needs. Um, it, it was uh, difficult being in that sandwich. It was um, a challenge. Well, you really have kind of, you know, what I'm finding is I've got three different kind of ideologies, three different, you know, every time we have to do something, it's like three different speeds, three different, I mean, when you have somebody in their 80s, and you have, you know, mm-hmm. teens, teens, and then you have yourself split in the middle there, you know, it's kind of a constant um, juggle. I mean, I think the upside, Rob, is that the kids learn so much more, you know, they learn compassion, they learn how to cooperate, they learn how to care give, mm-hmm. they learn how to set boundaries, you know, very interesting, you know, benefits from having a multi-generational household. But there's also some frustration sometimes where they're like, well, mom, we just want to hang out with you. Absolutely. I remember when we first started uh, taking care of my mom, we moved in together. It was my children were in the third and fifth grade. There were times that I had to delay either picking up the kids or bringing them someplace or just having to get that out the door process. You know, it's always a process getting kids out the door. Uh, that process had to be started, say, a half an hour earlier. And I would say to my daughter, you need to go and get your bag. You need to make sure you've got your shoes on. Do you have the socks? Did you brush your teeth? Uh, Whatever she was taking with her had to start that much earlier because I needed to make sure mom was okay. Did she have what she needed for a drink? Did she have the whatever it was that she needed? Because my mom had some ambulatory issues, she was certainly alert and aware she had no dementia, but she had some uh, physical limitations. So I had to make sure everything was within reach for her. Did she have the phone? Did she have what she needed? It was hard for my children to understand that extra time that was needed to prep Graham before we could even pay attention to their needs. That was, that was a little hard. 
Yeah, it is hard. I mean, I, you know, especially like if we're running late and, um, you know, like I was thinking, you know, we had a concert recently and, you know, for Zachy, we had to get his tie, his white shirt, his dress mm-hmm. pants, his shoes, mm-hmm. you know, the whole thing. And then Max didn't want to go. So I had an argument with him about coming and supporting your brother because he supports your basketball, you know, typical stuff. Yeah. And then I didn't pay attention to the time. So my dad didn't have his shoes on. He wasn't dressed. He was sitting in the chair. And then it's that debate that you have in your head. Do you just go, well, I'm sorry you can't go because you're not clean and dressed right? or, you know, and then, then their feelings are hurt and then the kids are annoyed. They're either, you know, it just, it's, it's just a mess. And, um, I think it falls on the caregiver, the middle person, the mom Mm -hmm. to, you know, really be diligent about the clock watching. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like when you have little toddlers, you know, and you give them a 10 minute warning. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. You know, because especially if your your parent has some short-term memory issues, which is mm-hmm. what we're dealing with, um, I can look at my dad and say, hey, you know, can you get your shoes on? It's time to go. And then he'll be on his phone looking at his computer because he's, he's triple timing these days, Rob. It's amazing to me. He can be on his phone listening to like the hockey game or the Yankee game. He can be watching something about, you know, building, you know, or fixing something in the house that he's interested in. And then he'll have the news on at the same time and he'll switch from like phone to, you know, Yankee game to, you know, this old house to, (laughs) you know, Fox news. And it's, it's phenomenal to watch. And then on yet, when I say, did you pick up some bread? (laughs) (laughs) It's gone. (laughs) It's gone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think what's difficult is, um, doing those reminders and not be condescending because you, you have to, and I think those family conversations just have to happen. You have to be leveling with them and say, I can't wait any longer. There's going to be traffic. We've got to get him there at a certain time. I need you to be ready. Or if you really aren't comfortable going, just tell me. Um, and you can hang out here and listen to the game and I'll take the kids and we've got to go do our thing. But yeah, I, I think just that constant level leveling the playing field is and that's wearing on you as the caregiver it is wearing because you do have to be that referee all the time well and the patience like you know like i i really i didn't realize how much patience i actually have Mm -hmm. um until you know like my my brother came to visit yesterday and for mother's day and you know he was in from texas and he was like oh my god like how do you handle this and i'm like Mm. you know and i'm like it's it's just three moving parts you know and it's Yep. Four moving parts. Sometimes, you know, depending on where the dog is, you know, it's five yeah. <laughs> and um, I do find that keeping lists on my phone help yeah. a lot, Rob. I I try not to remember uh, everything. Like I have an out the door checklist for my dad, and it has mm-hmm. a water bottle, it has a hat, it has his jacket, mm-hmm. um, you know, certain things like that. And then, you know, I have an outdoor out the door checklist for handball concerts or for, you know, sports games. And I'm like, mm. when I start a new season, I'll make a list of what the kids need. Cause if they need, um, you know, cleats and shorts and soccer socks and soccer shirt, and, you know, mm-hmm. is all this clean, I kind of look at that list um, and we're pretty good coming back from a game or a workout that all the clothes go immediately into the laundry. If oh, that means good. 
the boys running upstairs in their underwear, so be it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's like to try to control what everybody needs. And, you know, in a perfect world, your teens would be responsible and remember everything. But I'm a grown up and I don't remember everything. Oh, exactly. And they're probably thinking about that project that they've got due next Tuesday, instead of on the game. And of course, they're going to be absent minded. I was, of course, my kids were young before cell phones were what they are today. Um, And I had lists on the refrigerator. And if it was Tuesday, this was what was happening. I have to say, it. I mean, my husband was present throughout all this, but my husband gave me sort of carte blanche power, if you will. I was the one running the show. Of course, it was my mother. Had it been his parent, it might have been a little different, mm-hmm. but it was my mother. Uh, I was in control of what was happening with her. It was me taking care taking her to the doctor, me changing her beds and and linens and needs and showers and caretakers that were in and out like a parade. It was me taking care of the children. It was me getting them to their uh, extracurriculars. It was me helping them with homework. So, um, and I was fortunate that at least I did work, but I was working um, secondarily. I His income was the most important. So he was out of the house and out of the picture for the most part. Um, so yeah, I was, I was juggling and those lists were on that refrigerator. If someone had to be somewhere on Thursday and Mrs. Jones was picking them up, that was on the fridge and yeah. they needed X, Y, and Z before they got in the car. Um, then that's what was on the refrigerator. Well, I think you taught me that, you know, early on when the kids were small, um, Mm. you know, being a single mom and soul supporting, you know, I've got Mm -hmm. a full-time job and then some, and then, um, you know, getting them out the door. And one of the things you taught me was that list thing. And, you know, I kind of modified it for the modern family. You Mm -hmm. can go on Amazon and buy a, it looks like contact paper. It's removable, but I erase removable contact paper. So I actually stuck that to the front of my fridge and then I have a magnet cup holder with dry erase pencils in or not pencils, markers in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the night before I say, kids, what do you have to do tomorrow? And I put, you know, Thursday, you know, and I put everybody's schedule on there. I put my work schedule when I have my shows and I can't be disturbed. And uh, when I teach spin, you know, things like that. So it's great because Max is like, okay, I'll come to the gym with you when you teach your spin class five to six. And then Zach's like, well, then you can drop me off at the library because I can do my research from five to six because they're real close, you know, the library and the gym. So it's amazing how when we have that command board with everybody's yeah. schedule up there, and then I'm even a little geeky. I have my markers purple, my dad's <laughs> is black, Jackie's green, and Max is blue. So we're all kind of color-coded to be trained to look at that, and everybody goes to the fridge. I love it. I love it. You probably, that rubbed off on you too, because I'm a color coder <laughs> from way yes. back. Uh, but I have to say, what a gift you are giving the kids in that you are helping them understand time management. And there are so many adults that are just lost because they don't have that inner sense of, of time management. Um, that, that's a gift. Well, one of the cool things that the school does, they they issue the kids a planner each year. And it's not, you know, the, the planners the kids got this year were broken down in 15-minute increments. Hmm. 
And I thought that was really interesting because they were, they were teaching the kids how to plan like their study time. And if school gets out at two 45 and it takes 15 minutes to get home, like you cannot start something till three 30, you know, right. it, it was just interesting how, you know, I didn't learn that till I went to like a Franklin Covey thing in Utah where they taught me how to time management plan. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. There are so many adults where that basic skill was was slipped because somebody else was taking care of taking care of them in that regard. There was always somebody who was telling them it's time to get up, it's time to go, it's class is over, this is and you need to go here and there. So I'm uh, I'm glad that kids are having those life skills more readily um, shared with them in, in schools in various ways. I think yeah. that's great. Well, and our school is a STEM school, you know, so it's science, yeah. technology, engineering, mathematics, and they they heavily use the kids' cell phones, which at first I was really creeped out, and then I'm mm. like, wow, this is really working. Like mm-hmm. um, the drills that my older son does on his Spanish – <laughs> they're all on his cell phone and his AP. Um, Cause I kind of got on him. He's got an AP exam for history on Thursday. And I'm like, Hey, you're on your phone all the time. Why aren't you studying? And he goes, oh, mom. And he showed me the AP prep app and he's like, yeah, I charged it to your credit card. It was 20, 20 bucks. But it drilled him, you know, it drilled him all the questions. And you know, it's funny when you talk about these apps that help everybody. Um, Anna, who lived with us for years, you yeah. know, she was going for her citizenship. Mm-hmm. We had all these books and stuff, and she's like, Oh, I hate lugging these on the train. And Max is like, Hey, there's got to be an app for the citizenship test. That's, yeah, yeah. Sure enough, we went on there. It was like a dollar ninety-nine, <laughs> like it was nothing. And she sat there on the train back and forth, and she's when she went to take her test, she's like, Oh, it was a breeze. Yeah. Oh, how awesome. Isn't it, isn't it wonderful? That's it. We need to learn how to use our technology, technology wisely. And that's exactly what the kids are doing. That's wonderful. Well, and there's another one that I've actually adopted from the kids. Like I didn't even know this one existed, but um, they use it in their schools. It's called countdown. So Mm. look for these apps called countdown. So what they do is they put their, um, they put their project due dates. So an alert will come up once a day and it'll say, you have 19 days left in your science project. You have 18 days left in your science project. And so when I have deadlines for clients, I find myself putting them in my phone because instead of me, normally, Rob, I would look at a big calendar. Yeah. And I'd say, okay, today is Monday. I've got this. I've got this. This is this due date. This is this time target. With this constant um, reliance on my phone, I can just get up in the morning and it will give me the list of what, how many days I have to the due date. And as I get closer, I can reprioritize as I know if I'm behind or ahead. Mm, wow. Wow. So helpful. That's just amazing. Yeah, because they do, it helps you become less stressed. And, you know, when the kids were younger, not so much now, but when they were younger, you know, I learned this countdown app maybe four or five years ago. Um, I would put things in because I would know, like Zachy has this bean plant project. You know, it's a two-month project. It's really easy for any of us to get off track. And I know it's not my responsibility for his bean project, but, you know, at 10 years old, you know, you're going to, it's a collaborative effort. Absolutely. 
absolutely. Yep. So when I put his bean project on my own phone, <laughs> I would get up in the morning and we'd be having breakfast. He's like, I know, mom. Uh, days <laughs> till the project's due. I know, mom. The Google slides are due next week. Well, it, even for Stephen now being retired, uh, there are things that he uh, has to get to appointments at the VA or uh, he's doing some instructor classes now that he's got to be at a certain place and they're not regular. They're every other week or they're every third week. And I'm getting him more and more dependent because I said, if it's not on the refrigerator, at least make sure it's in your phone. And maybe I need to get him that countdown one because that would help him. He needs to prepare. We're on our way to the Senior Olympics in Albuquerque. He's got only so many days. Um, he's teaching a uh, veterans group here, um, archery. The disabled veterans. He only does that every second or third week. It's not regular. So he needs to put that into his, his schedule. And it's very easy when, especially when you're retired to get, it's not like you're getting up and doing the very same thing every day. So right. need that. well, and you guys do have iPhones. Oh yeah. Yeah, so he can use the text command, you know, hey, Siri, yes. set an, uh, you know, an appointment for. Right. Uh, because that's like my new, uh, I got um, I got an Echo Dot or whatever you call those, an Amazon Dot. Oh, yeah. yeah. For Christmas, the kids got, the kids each got one and I got one. And, you know, they sat in the box because I'm like, oh, another device to figure out. Another, <laughs> uh. Well, recently with everything going all crazy with everybody's schedules, um, I put one in my kitchen, Rob. I put one at my bedside and I put one in my office here. So when the kids come in at 10 o'clock at night and tell me about something and I don't want to get up, go downstairs, write it out in my planner, I'll say, Alexa, set a reminder for, you know, whatever. And she will set that reminder for me. I don't have to wake up. I don't have to open my eyes. I don't have to look at my cell phone. I don't have to do any number of things. And, you know, if I said, Alexa, set an alarm for the end of today's show at three o'clock. Alexa, thank you. Yeah. She said anytime. Anytime. Like, I love you it. know, so, um, Oh, Alexa, cancel all, alarms for today because you know once you learn these little phrases mm -hmm. um i can have her play my spotify list you know there's a you know you can identify the spotify list like if i wanted to play my spotify for work i tend to play classical music while i work because it drowns out the construction across the street the dogs sure. barking and then my dad's tv so i have you know like an 11 hour playlist that i made on spotify so if i mm -hmm. ask her to play that playlist that specific one it starts playing like it's just amazing. It is literally like having a little person sitting next to me. And then I tell her good night every night. Oh, <laughs> does she say the same thing or does she have different phrases that she says good night to you? She has different phrases. That I she, love it. Yeah. Cause like sometimes I'll be like, you know, good night. And she'll be like, have a good sleep, you know, or rest peacefully or oh. enjoy your rest or see you tomorrow. Um, wouldn't it be so fun? I, the, the programmers must have a ball because <laughs> they must have all of these potential questions that they've got to answer. 
<laughs> well, especially the funny ones. Like the kids, when they first figured out Siri on their phones, you know, they were like, Siri, what do you look like naked? <laughs> and they say, that's not an appropriate question. Or sometimes she'll say, yeah. uh, I am an electronic device. I don't have a body. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, they have to come up with all of those all of those questions. <laughs> yeah, but those things help me sleep at night. Like if I forget to set my alarm, normally I'd have to get up, find my glasses, get on my phone, find the alarm on my phone. You know, I don't use an alarm clock. Right. I do have a Batman alarm clock. Um, but for some reason, it's I just don't trust it. You know, I, I just... Mm. So, and if I have something really important, like a show or a class mm -hmm. to teach or things, I will actually set three alarms. I'll set, you know, the Alexa alarm. I will set my cell phone alarm and then I'll set Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that I'll do that even on my, my phone or Steve's phone. I'll say, what time are you setting for? And I'll never do it at the same time. It's always at least 10 minutes, 15 minutes apart, just in case we sleep through one. We've got the other one that'll perk up. So. Yeah. Do you have, um, have you ever used a Fitbit, Rob? Yeah, I have. I have. Um, I, I prefer my phone because I don't wear, I, I have bracelets that I wear. And other than that, I've never worn a watch. Um, so I didn't find it very comfortable, but um, I find I can use my phone pretty much the same way. Um, it, it's a pedometer for me. It's, um, I have my health app on it. I'm able to watch my sodium, uh, my calories, my cholesterol. So I've got, it's called my fitness pal. If we're plugging different apps, it's, um, an Under Armour product and that's the one that I'm using right now. And it sure is helping me. Oh, that's cool. I use yeah. Lose It. Like I track my food on Lose It. Yeah, but the, yeah. the reason I brought up Fitbit is like now after like five years, I can't go to sleep without my watch being charged because I'm fascinated by my sleep. Uh, you know, oh, right. Records. And it's amazing, Rob, when I'm crabby and tired, I can go back and look and see, you know, like on a typical week. And it's what's really amazing is I very rarely fluctuate at the end of the week more than 10 minutes. Like last week, my average was seven hours and 52 minutes. The week before, seven hours and 42 minutes. The week before that, seven hours and 49 minutes. Wow. Like, it's, it's phenomenal. And then it's like, if I have a really stressful week, which I had a couple months ago, I look at the three stressful weeks, six hours and 36 minutes, six hours and 23 minutes. Like, when you look at a year's worth of data, you can start to see um, you can start to see the sleep patterns reflect your calendar. Like I actually took my calendar and I started flipping through week after week. And you know, when I go back to like Christmas week when the kids are out of school and the um, you would think that I would go to a different sleep schedule. Seven hours and 34 minutes, seven hours and 40 minutes. Like, Isn't that interesting? It was really interesting. I mean, yeah. out of the 52 weeks I tracked last year, 30 of the weeks fell within seven hours and 32 minutes and seven hours and 45 minutes. Like, you know me, I'm such a nerd. I was actually sitting here. Wow. That really is cool. Yeah. So if I'm I, if I'm I run around during the day and I'm really... Yeah 
fatigue, sometimes I'll go and I'll check my sleep log, you know, and it'll say, you know, you were restless two hours last night. You got six hours and 14 minutes of sleep. I'm like, oh, and you know, sometimes Rob, I will actually treat myself to a nap if that happens. Good. And that's a perfect way of utilizing the technology because you are realizing why you are off. And in order to reboot, recharge, you know, get right back on board, that's what your body needed. That's so cool. Yeah. And if I like one week, there was one week that I felt so wonderful, like, cause I do keep a little, I have an app journal where I just kind of keep track of, like I have, you know, I, I have OCD. I don't know you can tell. Um, <laughs> But I have like this, this fact, like the Battle of Hastings, you know, as long as I remember a couple of facts about the Battle of Hastings, I know I haven't <laughs> lost my mind. Um, but so I kind of have these little things where I look and go, you know, if I keep track of my mood, like I realize my mood changes, you know, like I did this mood app, you know, where you yeah. just push little buttons and you just tap your mood at the time. My mood cycle with regular frequency. Wow. Wow. You know, isn't that a wonderful thought though for our military uh, spouses in that if they've had a restless night, they should be tracking their sleep in the same way because maybe they do need to build in that downtime. Maybe it is a matter of, yes, I got a call at 2 a.m. or I was up because I was worried and I hadn't heard anything. Um, those are the times the next day when you really have to function just build that extra time in and give yourself the, the power now. Well, and that's, you know, that's the thing. It's like, you know, I don't have to log anything in for this thing, yeah. but I've become accustomed now. And, you know, and I don't live and die by the sleep, you know, the, the sleep report, but it does like, I will make certain choices. Like when I look and go, wow, the last two nights, you know, I got six hours and 55 and six hours and mm. three. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, and then there's sometimes where I'm working at night and I get three hours and 28 minutes of sleep. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I know that, that that's happening because it's obviously living my life. But when you look at your week at a glance or you look at your your month, you know, I'll scroll back and go, you know what, I really need to focus on getting more sleep because I'm starting to dip down to six, five and a half mm-hmm. hours on average, you know, because I know that's that's not good for my body. It's not good for anybody. Right, right. It's but you not. know, when you're tired and you're running down and you're going 100 miles an hour, the last thing you want to do is sit down and, and you know, figure out what's wrong. You can just look at this app and go, wow, I'm not getting enough sleep. That's a good start. Right. It's intuitive. And that's what it's there for is for, for you to sort of have a scope on, on your own body. I think you know when you're when you're out of sorts, you know, okay, I'm really crabby. I really can't focus. That's the worst feeling when you just you're sitting there at a desk or or wherever and you know you should be able to breeze through something, but you find that the mind is going here, that you're restless, you're fishing in your drawer for something else. That's when you really have to stop, get up, go kind of reboot and then you can sit down and be productive. Well, and I noticed that um, there's a definite correlation, and this is where some of this data on your phone, if you if you just kind of pay attention to it, you know, I track my food every day on my Lose It app, and, mm. um, you know, and I do it to manage my weight and to make mm-hmm. sure, you know, I weigh myself every day, you know, and a lot of people have a lot of beliefs on whether this is good or not for you, but 
to me, it's good for me. Mm-hmm. And so I notice that when my sleep levels go down, my snacking goes up. Mm-hmm. It's a crutch. We've learned that behavior. We've learned it. Yeah, because it's like, you know, you get you get tired and you're frustrated and you're like, I deserve this candy bar. Or, oh, I went to the gym five mm-hmm. days this week. I can eat this cupcake or I can, you know, um, you know, I can do this. I can do that. And, you know, your judgment goes when you're tired. Yeah, it does. It does. Because you, you're letting, you're weakened and you feel down anyway. So you're saying, oh, what the hell, you know, it, instead of having that stamina, having that strength, having that um, self-esteem that you are worth the effort. Well, that's, yeah, that thing that they teach that halt, you know, yeah. like before you eat or before you take a drink or before you, you know, smoke pot or whatever it is, you know, your vices you know, to halt, like identify, are you hungry? Are you angry? Are you lonely? Or are you tired? Mm. And most of the time I'm not hungry. Most of the time I'm not angry. Most of the time I'm not lonely. You know, I'm, I'm the opposite of lonely. <laughs> A little alone time would be good. Um, you know, but I definitely fall into the T, the tired one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there, that's when you just need that little extra boost to be able to, and that means getting up, walking around, uh, go get a drink of water if that's what you need to do to just kind of reassess. Or take the nap. Or take the nap. Yeah. You know, um, you know, that's the one thing um, that, that I found um, that I've been doing lately uh, is, is taking these, you know, optimum nap times, mm-hmm. you know, and they say like, you know, like the studies say that it seems between 10 and 20 minutes of sleep is best, you mm-hmm. know, longer naps can cause a period of inertia or grogginess. But, mm. um, I find if I take a nap, 20 minutes usually is the, um, the, is the best for me. And the one thing that I've been playing around with and there's a funny name for it, but I can't think of it right now. But they call it the the calf nap. Have you done that? No, I don't think I have anyway. Maybe I have, but I'm not knowing what it was called. Um, well, there's a funny name for it, and I wish I could think of it because I, I was seeing, you know, it's like it's a calf, it's a calf, like a, a, a caffeine based nap. Like it takes 20 minutes for caffeine to hit your system, and um, a coffee nap. That's what it's called. It's called a coffee okay. nap. I, I couldn't remember the name of it, but like I will take sometimes um, I use this thing called spark and it's a, um, it's made by, uh, let me look it up. Uh, spark. It's the um, nutrition. It's like a vitamin drink. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's made by Advocare. So I like their, um, it's got like, um, it's got caffeine and it. it's got 20 vitamins, minerals, and nutrients, and, um, it doesn't have any sugar. And so sometimes when I can't teach a spin class, cause I'm so tired, I'll take that 20 minutes before it's a little drink, like an energy drink, but it's sure. vitamin based. And, um, I don't know how good it is for you, but it certainly works, but it takes like 20, 30 minutes to kick in. So I like to take my spark or sometimes I'll have my little coffee drink like I have here this morning mm-hmm. and then I'll lay down and I'll set my phone for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then what's amazing, as soon as the caffeine kicks in or the vitamin B, whatever's in there, um, you, 
you, you wake up naturally and then you have a lot of energy. So I think I'm getting the best of both. And so, Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So it was, it was, I heard it like it was a calf nap or a coffee nap. Yeah. Um, but you know, I know my body needed to rest because sometimes when you put caffeine in your body, whether it's through like a soda or a coffee drink or an energy drink or a vitamin drink, you're still, you're alert, but you're still lethargic. Mm. I've never been that affected by caffeine, I have to say. I could have a cup of coffee at 10 p.m. and by 10.30, I am snoring if I'm really tired <laughs> enough. <laughs> what I was going to say, though, is what I used to do when I'd have to pick up the kids or, or whatever, I would intentionally get there a half an hour beforehand. Um, and I'd park and I would either have some writing to do or, or whatever, and I would put the pen down and I would close my eyes. And then of course the kids would come to the car and whatnot and be, I'd be there early, but that would be my, my catnap time. I would just intentionally get to my destination uh, wherever I had to be about 20, 30 minutes ahead of time. And like I say, I am so narcoleptic. I can just bang, I'm out and then I'm up and I'm going again. <laughs> wow. Not See, the only time I can fall asleep that. like that is like if I accidentally sit down during the day, like if I go yeah. out, you know, if I'm working from home and I go out in my living room and I sit down in the, one of the lazy boys or I sit down on the couch, mm. I'm out within five minutes, like, but yep. not intentionally. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, uh, yeah, if you're going to take a nap, you definitely need to make sure you've got something set and all alarm or whatnot because all of a sudden you're going to sleep through your next two appointments oh I have I mean and I'm yeah. really honest you know with my clients because I slept through Dr. Lamy and I think I slept through Dr. Sidoroff you know these are really wonderful yeah. people that have hired me to work for them and I'm like you know and I can't lie to them I'm like you know what do you yeah. say like yeah and I just was honest I'm like I was working from home today I went in the living room I sat down with my cup of coffee I was reading your book and I just fall asleep doesn't mean your book's boring it just means I fall asleep <laughs> You, it put you into the perfect comfort mode. Yes. Well, I have this couch. I call it the death couch because I bought it, Rob. I mean, it's got to be, it was used when I bought it. And it was when I lived in West LA, Beverly Hills area. And these people had an estate sale and they had this leather couch that's filled with down. Mm. And it looks like an 80s bomber jacket. It's like, <laughs> no, it's, it's not going to win any design awards. And Everybody who lays down on it, all of a sudden you sink into the down, it gets to body temperature and they fall asleep and we're like, it's the people killer. Like people come over to my house, they're in the middle of the party and their heads back, their jaws drop, they're snoring away. I mean, it's the best couch ever. And even though it's like ugly and now there's like a part of it that's ripped where Zachy like to jump on the cushions and the cushions yeah. are sewn to the back. So one of them's like kind of ripped off and, you know, it's a little bit hand stitched there, but um, you know, that's the one place, like even when my brother comes, he likes to sleep on that couch. He goes, nah, I don't need your guest room. I'll just take the couch. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. I tell the kids, you're going to have to bury me in it. Yeah. Have yeah. An eternal sleep. I'm going to want that leather and, the, and it's so <laughs> soft, Rob. It's like, I bet, I bet after all those years. Oh my gosh. I bet it is. Yeah. And I have, I bought the matching, um, ottoman and, armchair and it's like an oversized like a chair and a half with big rolled arms oh. and <laughs> I used to nurse my kids in that chair for and we would just sleep like we would just wouldn't even move 
So yeah. glad they didn't roll off and slide between the Oh, no kidding. Or drop <laughs> drop the kid. Or <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's amazing the kids stayed alive. I mean, honestly, I, when I look back. <laughs> it's true. I, when you stop and think what we go through with infants and babies, yeah, it is. I, I happen to be scrolling through, you know, how you go through Facebook or whatnot, and there are all these little animal uh, videos. And there was this one for Mother's Day that was all these dogs and cat mothers. And it had this mother dog in someone's bathroom. She had her head propped up on the side of the bathtub, sound asleep with these babies just all hanging off of her trying to nurse. And it was hilarious. And I said, what mother hasn't related to that? Oh, my gosh. It's true. It's true. And that's where, like, you know, my heart goes out to our military moms, you know, more than anyone, because, Mm -hmm. you know, when their spouse is deployed and they have toddlers, you know, it's a lot like when, you know, my kids were toddlers and I was divorced and got, you know, absolutely zero help from the dad, you know, no and my mom and dad, my mom was sick, so they were in New York. And, you know, I was 24-7 with these kids, and I never understood the importance of military respite care until that point. Yep. Um, you know, because even just the process of trying to take a shower, I remember one time I, I buckled both kids into their car seats and put them in the living room in front of the TV, and then I had to prop them up because when, when they'd get mad, they'd rock back and forth and they could knock it over. So I literally locked them down in their car seats and propped them up against the wall so they couldn't fall over, they couldn't go anywhere, just so I could take a shower in peace. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, because it all it takes is a second and they're into something. It's so hard. It's so and I think that's the one thing, yeah, you, you do need to rely on somebody else, whether it's trading um, time with a friend or being able to contact a fro for um, any kind of respite that's that's available uh, wherever you are. That's that's so important because one hour, all knowing that the kids are safe, that they're with somebody else. Um, yeah, it makes such a difference. Well, and usually by the time you reach out for that care, you're just fried. <laughs> you are. You, you are. Know, you're like at your wit's end going like, I cannot do this one more day. Um, but I think we've all been sort of ingrained that we're supposed to be the end all be all. We're supposed to be. But there's nothing wrong with reaching out and saying, I need an hour this week just to be able to whatever. And if it means taking a shower or if it means... Uh, clipping your toenails or if it means just maybe it's going to a dentist appointment or or your gynecologist you gotta go you gotta do those things but you as a mom feel you're the superwoman you've got to be there for the kids you've got to do this you've got to do that get a friend or get a respite care provider or whatever just do it that's where I really you know I applaud the younger moms today you know I have a lot of younger moms that work for me they're so much better at setting like you know caregiving and parental boundaries than than Mm -hmm. at least my generation you know I know I struggled a Mm -hmm. lot of people struggled you know that kind of superwoman generation right you know the whole generation of military moms that were told to like put up and shut up for years Yep. And that it was, you know, it was a disgrace to complain or disgrace to ask for help. I mean, you know, now you look back and go, that was so crazy. But, you know, I think the women of my generation, your generation, Rob, that was what was expected. 
it was expected and for you to uh, ask for help was well she must be you know she can't handle it that's not true you can handle it a lot better if you've got that one hour to be able to go to the doctor or whatever there you go so we give you permission today to reach out ask for help we will support Mm -hmm. you in any way we can we need to support each other it takes a village we'll be back again next week on behalf of robin boyd sandra beck and our wonderful sponsor sleep number we'll be back again next week Thanks for spending time with us today on Military Mom Talk Radio. We've got more than 200 episodes available to you anytime on iTunes or at our website, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter. We look forward to another great conversation with you on Military Mom Talk Radio.